Another Friday and another spicy start to the round in the Hungry Jacks NBL. Bruising too good last night. They're making a playoff push all of a sudden. And he's one of their young guns making a bit of an awards go. We've got the number one man on Brisbane Island with us, and he'll give us a lowdown on all that. We'll get an exciting debut for a Taipan, and of course the topic that just keeps on giving, the Perth Wildcat. It's NBL now, let's get into it. This round is underway. He was on the, on the land of the Turbul and Jaguar people last night with a big win to the Bullets over the southeast Melbourne Phoenix. Joel Peterson with you this morning alongside the Crown Prince of the sovereign state that is Brisbane Island, Liam Santa Maria. Morning, mate. Morning, mate. Morning. Yeah, the sun's shining here. As I said last night, the gla- the uh, sand is, is soft, under feet. Um, it got a little dark and stormy in previous weeks here on Brisbane Island, but um, feeling good today after what was a very well-deserved win last night. What do they say about the weather in Queensland? Good one day and perfect the next, and that's uh, that's the case on Brisbane Island at the moment. Um, let's start there. So Brisbane have all of a sudden won three in a row after losing four in a row after winning two in a row. Uh, <laughs> they rolled the southeast Melbourne. Are they are they ready to make a bit of a playoff push? Um, yeah, geez, it sounds like you're a long way from taking a visit. Uh, Joel, so I'll, I'll see you on the beach sometime soon. Uh, they're in the mix. They're, they're going to be a team that's going to be in the mix for the playoffs, no doubt about it. So uh, I think that we, you know, when we looked at this team to begin the year, we thought they're very solid. They've put together a solid team. And if Justin Schuller can get them playing solid, it's not a team that's going to finish top of the table. They're probably not going to win the title. But they're going to be solid enough to win a lot of games. And that's what I feel like they're, they're looking like at this point. Now, the Baines suspension threw a spanner in those works for a little bit, but this is a good team, I think, and it's time for people to start getting their heads around that and certainly for opposing teams to make sure they're not taking them lightly. They've had some good adjustments. Chris Smith to the bench, Sam McDaniel into that starting lineup. They've, they've been under man. I'm going to Byron in a couple of weeks, Liam, so I'm sort of making my way up toward Brisbane <laughs> Island. I'll, uh, I'll see whether I see you there. Um. This, the Phoenix last night, it was just, it, it seemed like it was almost just one of those games for them. So Brisbane played really well, but Southeast Melbourne got into foul trouble. Then they had trouble at the foul line. Gorge and Gak goes down. Mm. Just one of those nights where, yes, they were outplayed, but at the same time, didn't seem like a lot went right for them. Yeah, that's true. I'm not certain that their head was in the right place to begin the game. I, I didn't really like the Alan Williams hit on Nathan Sobey. Now, other people will say, well, he set a screen and he bumped into him. What's the big problem? But I agree with Michael Allen in that moment. He saw him, he lined him up, and he knocked him over. And he drew an unsportsmanlike foul. And Alan Williams is too important to do that. Every one of his fouls is really important for the Phoenix because he's not a guy who's coming off the bench as an enforcer to say, well, I got five fouls to throw around. Here I come. He's an MVP-level player. And he's a guy, bigs in this league, can get into foul trouble if they're not careful. So I think he needs to be more—he needs to be smarter than that. And then, yep, once he got into foul trouble, the GAC injury just doubled down on Southeast Melbourne's troubles. And then when you swirl in 15 points left at the free throw line on top of that, you've got a recipe for disaster. They're back at it on Sunday against Cairns on their home floor, Southeast Melbourne. Brisbane take on Tassie on Saturday. We'll, we'll touch on that soon. Um, Josh Bannon, he came in, he had an injury at the start of the season. 
you know, really solid pedigree out of the University of Montana. Had a couple of teams lining up to sign him. He went to Brisbane. He had that connection with Justin Shuler. A little bit of a slow start for him in his first outing, but gee, hasn't he been impressive since? I mean, is is he playing himself into that next-gen award calculation? Uh, Well and truly, yeah, he'll be in that mix. It's an interesting question. I was thinking about it this morning. Um, There's yeah, been a lot of talk quarter of the way through the season. You know, MVP, who's in the mix for that? The next-gen award, the guys under 25 that are playing at a high level. Sam Froling, of course. Bobby Clintman, Luke Travers. Ariel Hook Bordy has to well and truly be in that conversation. Dean Vickerman put on the agenda yesterday. He thinks he should be in Defensive Player of the Year calculations. Alex Tui, Alex Saar, a lot of young guys playing at a really high level. But Josh Bannon has come in these last three games and gone bang, 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 as the Bullets have won all three of those games. So a guy who flew in a little under the radar as the next stars and guys like Lachlan Olbrick, Taron Armstrong, Ben Henshaw were getting all the buzz. But he's a very, very skilled player. Draft eligible still for the upcoming NBA draft. And uh, the Bullets love him and he's playing a really important role for him. And he, well, he got a long way down that process with the workouts with the paces and that kind of thing. So, you know, there's just another name to add to the mix for that, those NBA spots as well, which is really exciting. Um, it's a perfect segue. You mentioned Taron Armstrong there. The first game tonight, we get to see him finally. Um, <clears throat> he was so hyped up at, at the Blitz and really delivered on that. I mean, Adam Ford was so impressed with the, I guess, the pace that he played at and the tempo that he played at. Said he played like a veteran. Then that injury sidelined him for the start of the season. He and Taj McCall into the lineup for Cairns tonight. It's, although they lose Patrick Miller, really exciting to have those two back. Yeah, one step backwards with Pat Miller out and two steps forwards, hopefully, for the Thai fans with Armstrong and McCall coming in. Um, we know who Tajir McCall is. We've enjoyed watching him play these last couple of years. And we also know how important he is for these Thai fans as the spiritual and the energetic leader. Um, but yeah, fascinated and excited to see Taron Armstrong make his regular season NBL debut. Um, just a very, very exciting player. And um, it's been a frustrating time for him, I'm sure. I came back for one game over there in the States and then kind of re-aggravated his, his foot issue. And, you know, I think a lot of NBA scouts and just general onlookers for the around the league have been really waiting for him to get started this season. And he's going to get underway over in New Zealand. So they head to, to Christchurch to the intimidating-sounding Wolfbrook Arena, which doesn't sound like a place that I'd particularly like to, to go and play if I was a visiting team. Um, and New Zealand need a win. Bottom of the standings, Moto Mayor came out during the week and says, look, there's, some, there's been some circumstances that have gone against us. We're not making excuses. This is essentially the reality of, of where we're at. Um, how much do the breakers need this? Yeah, I mean, no pun intended, but they really need a circuit breaker don't they? Because they're, they're in a little bit of that, a hole as a result of all that misfortune. And the Zylan Cheatham injury was was really the biggest and baddest of them all. You know, we saw, we know how important he was going to be for that group and is going to be in the back end of the season. They've just got to try to keep their head above water. So they've had a little bit of time on the practice floor since their last game to to get that all sorted. What's that going to look like? Mango Matiang, Dane Pinot, um, Finn Delaney playing maybe as some undersized five, but they're going to need a whole bunch of guys stepping out. Up, Pucker Jackson Cartwright coming in under an injury cloud doesn't hurt, uh, doesn't help at all either. So they need to find it, bring it all together because the Taipans are coming in to show no mercy. 
and they've been good and they've been good on the road as well, Can. So that's a, an intriguing start to, to tonight's games. And then uh, in, in Wollongong, the freeway series, so the second game in that, uh, Sydney heading up to Wollongong to take on the Illawarra Hawks. They've lost their last two. They might have a little bit of a point to prove for Kings. What are you expecting in the late game tonight? Fireworks. I've got to be honest, both these teams desperate. I mean, the Kings should be desperate. I hope they're desperate because two wins, two losses in a row, it starts to become a little concerning. And, you know, as one of their owners, Andrew Bogut, said during the week, like you just didn't feel like they had the energy, the requisite energy that you need to bring to an NBL game. So I expect to see more of that from the Kings. And the Hawks have been building. They've been improving. They showed a bit last week in that loss that win over Cairns and that loss to Melbourne United. So, um, and I know how hungry they are. I've been talking with the Hawks a fair bit. So, really excited for that one was those two New South Wales rivals face off. And if the Hawks can step up and, and take a scalp, that'd be a big step in, uh, in their development. Um, so, Saturday night, a couple of, again, really interesting games. Brizzy head down to Tassie. So, Tassie have lost two. They're on the bounce back. This game up in Lonnie at the Silverdome. Um, so Tassie are back at 500, and all of a sudden they get this red-hot Bullets team coming into town. This sets up to be a really fascinating contest. Yeah, it does. Um, they've got a team coming in that has partly been built in their image. Now, you know, the way in which Justin Schull is going about things with Brisbane, there's a, there's a lot of Dean Vickerman about it, but there's also some of Scott Roth about the way in which they want to defend um, the style of play that they use, the fact that they just move the ball and they don't really mind who scores. That's seven guys in double figures last night. So um, that's going to be an interesting proposition for the Jack Jumpers. Of course, they lost to them in Bris Vegas last round and uh, they need to go at it again. And the Jack Jumpers, I don't think we ever see too much sort of desperation from the Jack Jumpers, at least nothing more than usual. Scott Roth doesn't want his team to play different because they've lost or play different because they've won just try to keep that even keel but yeah it's going to be interesting because Lawrence Eston as, as Scott Roth pointed out recently ha- has really been a happy hunting ground for the jack jumpers so it's going to be a fun one at the Silver Dome on Saturday night we've got to defend the northern half of the island on uh, on Saturday night the late game on Saturday is Perth and Adelaide and I mean the Wildcats conversation just just rolls on and again, I, I mean, I feel like we say this every week. If, if they can't win this, it'll go to another level again. Um, off an eight-day break, do you reckon that helps or hinders them? They, they played last Friday, so they've had, A, they've had time to, to think about what happened. So you want to go out and make amends for it straight away, but they've had time to maybe work through some stuff during the week. How do you think they're shaping up for Saturday night, the Wildcats? Yeah, I think that extended break helps them. To, to go back on the practice floor and to sit down in some coaches' meetings and the like and work out what to change. If they're not changing the coaching stuff, if they're not changing the roster, then you need to change the lineup a little. So I'm expecting some changes in that regard. Honestly, people will roll their eyes, but I'm expecting more Alex Sarr. You know, his, his minutes have fallen away a little bit in recent times and it hasn't resulted in wins for the Wildcats. So... I'm expecting more lineups with him and Pinder perhaps sharing the floor together. I'd love to see Ben Henschel inserted into the rotation in one way, shape or form. So some changes, no doubt. And if they lose, uh, Joel, things are going to get, excuse me for this, 
really bad in Perth. <laughs> well, we're about to get to our headlines, so I like that. And uh, I'm going to be on the phone if if Ben Henschel doesn't get in that lineup, Lee. I'm going to be phone on on the phone to WA Police. Send out a search party. Where is he? Can we go and find him? Like, what's going on here? Has he gone missing? Because if he can't get in the lineup now, um, I think there's uh, there's there's something else going on. Um, let's finish with our weekend headlines. So this is where we we look ahead to what might be making news. After the weekend, um, do you want to open the batting today, Liam? Sure, mate. Um, let's stay with the Bullets theme that has permeated through this morning's conversation. If they beat the Jack Jumpers, the Courier Mail, not just the back page, it might be on the front page, Joel. Run for cover. <laughs> I like it. I like it. I, again, we've, so we both had New Zealand last week. We've both gone the same way this week. Um, mine, my, I was sort of thinking... You know, top four with a bullet. Um, Brisbane moves into the top four as Tassie tumbles, but I could, I could see, I could see the, the the West Australian big photo, sort of smaller text at the top. You know, you thought it was bad. Now it's dot dot dot. Massive heading under the text. Really bad. <laughs> oh I, I feel like oh, let's Australian type headline. I could see that. Let's hope that's not the case. Absolutely. Um, yeah, if Perth can turn it around, who knows? Who knows? They've got the talent to uh, to go anywhere. Liam, good fun. Enjoy, uh, enjoy your weekend of hoops. Cheers. You too. Thanks for your company this morning on NBL Now. Of course, the NBL app and the NBL website, the place to get all your news, all your scores, all your stats across the course of the weekend. The moments that mattered on Sunday. We'll be back with you on NBL Now next week.